Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I have one of my favorite people here to talk about aging beautifully, confidently, and gracefully. Her name is Leslie Bumpus. She is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner with a slew of advanced trainings that include, but are not limited to, brain health, gut health, and hormones. She's really dialed in how to work with women to maximize health at any age, but she has a passion for changing the narrative that age-related decline is inevitable because it's not. And Leslie is a gorgeous example of that. She's beautiful inside and out. She has five young grandchildren and two Bernadoodles that she's always chasing around. She has a handsome hubby that she helps keep fit in a busy practice as a um, nutritional therapist. I want to be Leslie when I grow up. <laughs> she just lives so vibrantly and joyfully. And we're going to talk about some key factors that play into that today. Welcome, Leslie, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Oh, Chelsea, it's always such a pleasure to be with you. We we just cover everything from soup to nuts. And I'm just telling you today's topics are going to be juicy and exciting. Oh, they always are. When we're talking, I think this is your fourth time to be a guest. You're becoming a regular around here. It's just super fun to have you. And we'll link to the past episodes that we've done in the show notes because they've been really, really good. They're all good and juicy. Um, Let's start off. Let's just dive right in. Um, We've people, when people listen to the the previous podcast, they can hear more about your story and such if they haven't heard it yet. But let's just kind of yeah. dive into um, what myths you feel like women believe about aging or growing older. Let's just kind of start there. Yeah, that's a really good question because so many women, depending too on what their mothers or you know female relatives went through, passing from fifty to seventy. Um, A lot of them just think, oh, I'm going to be old, frumpy and dumpy, that, you know, this age-related decline is inevitable, or that I have no control over how I age. Um, It just frustrates me because I've seen too many women who feel stuck with those labels, like old, 
osteoporosis, menopausal weight gain. They simply give up their power um, and resign into growing older in a very negative way. And I think we need to bust through those myths. I mean, we've got, thank goodness, Jane Fonda <laughs> and Suzanne Summers as a couple examples of, you know, aging well and taking care of themselves and being on the forefront of doing everything they can do. But yeah, so I think the biggest myth is that I can just, I have to resign to that. And if you know, you know, you have, if you have heard my story, you know, my, my why is my mom who really kind of did that frumpy dumpy rapid decline, um, with Parkinson's and osteoporosis. So I'm, I'm determined that that's not going to be my destiny. You know, Lord willing, I have as much control over it as I can. And that's my passion and my mission is to educate my peers, my fellow women, uh, on all the things that we have available to us. So that's really kind of the myth is, uh, you're going to be old, frumpy and dumpy humped over, you know, with a broken hip and, and demented. And that is just what we, I'm going to call it out as it is. It's a big fat lie. <laughs> it's just a horrible image. Frumpy, dumpy, bent over with a broken hip. <laughs> it's just, no, nobody wants to be that. Although I feel like a lot of, you know, it, that frumpy, dumpy, that's just such a, a good description. I think there are so many women who, um, feel that early, feel that, you know, starting, gosh, you know, even in their early forties and just as we hit that perimenopausal years. And then, um, as we age, we just kind of feel like that. And I, um, and you're right that it's, it's not what it has to be. Um, and I think a lot of people think it's their genetics, it's out of their control and that's so not true. And that's why I love your message and what you're doing. So let's just kind of start by talking about the things that women can do to age with confidence and beauty and, and grace. Where, where do we start? Well, I think what happens is that, um, Chelsea, is that so many of us enter menopause and for whatever reasons, if we're not cycling, we stop going to our doctors as regularly thinking we don't need to and or they go to the a primary you know physician who just kind of checks in on them checks in on them once a year with some very basic markers right and in fact a lot of doctors can be very dismissive oh honey that's just part of aging that's just part of menopause you know and i'm not saying every physician is like that but i hear that in my practice leslie why did my doctor know about my, you know, my glucose level or my insulin level or my HbA1c or, you know, my vitamin D levels. And, and so what I think every woman should do, regardless of where she is right now, um, you need a comprehensive blood panel, very comprehensive. I've designed one at Redeeming Wellness for women, for, you know, health savvy, mature women that want to know really all the markers that keep them on course, and I use a lot of sailing analogies, <laughs> um, but but a nutritional assessment can also tell us where your body is and what it needs. Like if you're getting enough protein or you're not digesting your protein, um, inflammation markers in the blood panel. But I think today everyone needs to say, okay, my doctor's not giving me this information. 
and it's not expensive. I don't need to rely on insurance. I can, you know, I can contact Leslie, I can contact Chelsea and get a really thorough, comprehensive uh, blood panel. And second to that, a nutritional assessment. And the, those two tools, whoa, we can just do lots and lots of great things. Tell us, I mean, I know, but tell the audience, um, the listeners, what some of the markers are that you or I would include on a blood panel that they are not necessarily going to see from a standard blood panel that their doctor orders? Yes, right. Great question. So sometimes I have women, they come to me and they say, oh, I just had my annual. Here's my blood work. And I look at it and I say, well, why didn't he test your vitamin D levels? Because we know D is so important, D3, for bone health, skin health, immunity. Um, that's a very vital marker. Very often, unless you present with just dramatic symptoms, they only, mark, they only test your TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. They don't run a full thyroid panel. And a lot of our frustrated, frustrating uh, weight gain can be, can be you know, looked back to a sluggish thyroid. Can be, that could be part of the problem. Um, I really, really love the uh, CRP, cardioreactive protein, and homocysteine markers. Those are inflammatory markers and can tell me not specifically where the inflammation is, but that it's going on and that we really need to address that um, nutritionally and with diet and lifestyle. Um, the full uh, blood panel, WBC, red blood cell, white blood cell, all, all a lot of immunity markers in there. That's quite often missing. Um, so yeah, and I mean, I know they love, they'll run a full C a lipid panel or, you know, kind of tell you what your cholesterol is. But again, those are allopathic Western markers and the ranges are very broad. And from a functional standpoint, we really fine tune those ranges. We really bring them in much tighter because when you drift off by a couple of points, typical traditional physician says, well, you might be drifting into um, pre-diabetes, but we're not going to do anything until you're there. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to go there. If you're, if you're a couple points off and you're drifting, let's do what we can do today with blood sugar control and supplementation and maybe wearing a continuous glucose monitor. But that's, that's my, my attitude is to be preventative, not reactive. And um, I just might add that my program that is going to be out in January, uh, Limitless Vitality Experience, is going to have that comprehensive panel available. That's going to be the kind of the keystone of the program. I'll do a nutritional assessment, a supplement review, and then we'll work together for uh, 10 weeks in a group, a private group, going through my Limitless Vitality experience. That's awesome. Um, I, I think that that blood panel is is really key. And I think some another marker that I think of that is not typically on... Um, on your standard panel is is a kind of more of a, a comprehensive look at iron. Um, there's typically like one yes. marker for that, and that just doesn't really give us enough information. So um, I think all of those together are are really helpful and can give you an idea of where you are. And speaking of, you know, how you were saying that when you get it back from your doctor, the ranges that 
they present, um, you know, oh, you're in this range, you're fine, are, are just, they're based on what the health of the standard American um, is, and that's not very good. And so in our functional no, ranges, like you right. said, they're tighter. And so we, we get closer to optimizing health. And I think that's really important. And did you just, did you, have you heard that they recently, um, I just heard this, lowered the cholesterol marker to be 180? Have you heard that? Oh, they just keep doing that. It seems like every six months, Big Pharma gets their, their foot in the door there to lower it again. And, um, you know, if you listen to any of the brilliant brain doctors that we have available, Dr. Perlmutter, Dr. Bredesen, Dr. Hyman, um, Dr. Amen, they know because of their, their experience in the dementia world that the lower your cholesterol, the, the more you are at risk for some sort of uh, dementia, whether it be Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Cholesterol is our master hormone. It is the precursor to all our hormones, whether they be sex hormones or stress hormones. And the brain is made up of fat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we need, um, we need cholesterol. It's really a shame that as opposed to saying, oh, your cholesterol's at 250. Why? I wonder what's going on. Instead, they say, oh, your cholesterol's at 250. I'm going to have to put you on a statin. And that's really a shame. We need to go to root cause. We can, we can turn that around. I've got so many clients that have come to me with high cholesterol or triglycerides or miserable blood sugar. And just within the course of maybe six weeks to six months, we've just showing impressive improvements. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, is 250 really a problem? I mean, you know, I know in the in the conventional world it is, but at one point that was normal. And then it was, you know, reduced to 200. Now it's 180. So they keep lowering that, um, which creates more opportunity for the uh, pharmaceutical industry, um, but not, not a good opportunity yeah, it's, for our it's brain. Definitely an artificial um, number, not based on anything um, scientific or biological or physiological whatsoever. The question every physician should say, you know, of course, first of all, physicians do no harm. And the first question should be, why is your cholesterol over 250? If in fact, we're going to use that as a number. And what's what's triggering that? What, what is going on inside your body? Because I tell everyone, cholesterol is your body's Band-Aid. And it responds in, re in reaction to inflammation. So what are we doing to arterial walls, um, our cardiovascular system, to make it so inflamed that the body has to continually lay down, you know, a repair? And that's what the question should be. Not, you know, I'll just put you on a statin. So, right. unfortunate. Yep, Exactly. Um, and these are things that, you know, you would pick apart or I would pick apart with somebody and try to try to figure that mm -hmm. out um, instead yeah. of, you know, band-aiding it with a, um, a pharmaceutical that is that can really have damage and bad repercussions to brain health. Um, so while we're talking about brain, let's let's kind of dive into that more, because I think that this is a real concern, you know, are women doomed to get dementia, you know, if it runs in their family, let's say like you were talking about earlier, you know, your mom, um, exhibiting some, some 
brain um, brain health issues as she aged? I mean, is do we look at our parents and just say that's that's what we have in our future? Well, we just like when I have someone says, "Oh, you know, diabetes runs in my family," and I said, "No." your way of eating, your style of eating runs in your family. The same thing can apply. Um, We do know that there are some genetic markers, the APOE4, SNP, we call them, uh, variations, can predispose you to Alzheimer's or dementia of some sort. But it's it's like a light switch that can be turned off and not stimulated mm, through proper nutrition and lifestyle modifications. Women... Uh, We know that two-thirds of everyone with Alzheimer's are female. Two-thirds of all the caregivers are female. And there isn't a a specific answer yet, Chelsea, about why women get dementia more often than men. But I think it has to do with our stress levels combined with our wonky hormones. You know, we we do have quite an interesting cascade of, of hormones that shift as we enter puberty, go through our fertile years, and then come out the other side. And a a friend recently told me, uh, she's Australian, she calls menopause um, our second spring. And I love that idea. But um, Dr. Bredesen, who I trained with at the Institute of Functional Medicine, did say that um, it's very complicated. It's multi-layer. It's multifactorial. So you can't just say, here's a pill for dementia, because we need to look at your blood sugar levels, your imbalances, which, of course, if you're starting to eat poorly in your 30s and 40s, will trigger the episode of, you know, dementia in your 70s. We need to look at, um, you know, your cleaning products. Are you covering the house in Roundup and pesticides and Fabulosa or something with all those artificial um, chemicals? Um, How is your home, you know, Texas, Florida, California, the coast where we've had hurricanes? Mold is a huge problem right now. We're seeing more and more mold illness and it presents in different ways. There are molds that are carcinogenic, but there are definitely molds that are neurotoxic. So you can be exhibiting all kinds of really strange neurological symptoms um, that we can trigger, we can trace back to Hurricane Katrina or somebody, you know, but that really you never see what's infiltrating in the walls. And so um, it's, it's very, it's tricky, but I have a, you know, a trap list that I run everybody through and say, okay, we're going to look at your dental care, your, your dental health. What have you got in your mouth? What have you got you know, do you have any artificial joints? What are you cleaning with? What are you washing with? What are you putting on your body? Um, what kind of water are you drinking? Are you drinking it out of, God forbid, styrofoam or plastic? I'm like, no more plastic, please. So, um, yeah, it's just um, women need to be aware of their blood sugar levels and their lifestyle modifications in their 30s and 40s. Do not wait. Do not wait. You mentioned um, dental health. Could you just touch on that a little bit more? I know a lot of people are probably like, wait, what? She's talking about my teeth. What does that have to do with my brain or the rest of my body? Yeah, well, we have a lot of um, history with um, root canals, implants, fillings. And we know today that the Amalgam fillings, the mercury is neurotoxic. It does pla- it does pass the blood-brain barrier. 
We've got implants that are um, titanium versus zirconium. Titanium can act as an antenna for EMFs to your head. Um, oral health, if we're having root canals, and this is very controversial and my dentist will argue with me, um, but a root canal is basically packing a dead organ, your dead root, and what stays in there is all kinds of nasty bacteria that circulates in, via the bloodstream and can impact the brain uh, as well as um, your heart. You know, that's why they always tell people you should be taking an antibiotic or something right before you get a teeth cleaning because all that bacteria that they're scraping around and releasing um, gets into the bloodstream. My dentist does use um, ozone in the cleaning process, which is very antibacterial. So, um, yeah, does that kind of answer the Yes, it does. Question? And it makes me think, I wish I could remember this, um, this statistic or this number, but somewhere along the way, I've heard that there, I wish I could remember the reduction in heart disease, um, chances of heart disease by people just who floss. Like there's some like crazy substantial yeah. Yeah. reduction in your chances of, you know, cardiovascular um, problems just by flossing your teeth. So it's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, my dentist has a poster in every in every room that talks about, and she offers this test. She actually, you know, takes mouth bacteria samples and runs it through a particular software system and can show you your risk for either cardiovascular disease or brain disease. So it's, wow. I, yeah, you're right. I don't remember what that number is, but she's real big into great oral care, flossing, water picks, um, actually water pick over flossing, but, you know, using up, uh, she's, she likes to recommend an oral probiotic that's just for mouth bacteria and a mouth rinse. And do I do them all? Yeah, not <laughs> consistently, but <laughs> true confessions, I'm working on it. <laughs> I love when people are real because I think that we can talk about a lot of things and people feel overwhelmed with um, all the things to do. And I'm the first one to admit, I don't do all the things, but it's a journey, you know, we're trying um, and we just kind of do, if we can do one thing at a time, just pick it apart, you know? Um, what? So yeah. for people that are concerned about brain health, do you have just a few um, things that somebody could focus on. So a few easy kind of low hanging fruit, what, what somebody might do if they want to optimize their brain health, what are some changes they could make? Yeah. So, um, and I have a supplement guide available at, at www.agelessbeauty.life. That's agelessbeauty.life. That is a supplement guide for skin, bones, and brain. Um, number one tip of course is to drink water. I mean, as my lovely chiropractor friend says, elevator won't go to the top floor if you don't drink water <laughs> because it impacts your blood pressure. Um, the brain at night goes through the process of autophagy and where it shrinks a little bit and um, casts off the day debris, the day's debris. And if you don't have a lot of fluid, you don't get rid of your toxins. And that applies, of course, to your skin your you know, colon, everything. So water, 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 quality water, water with a little sea salt. Um, the other thing that really flips people out is that the most dangerous neurotoxin in a home can be dryer sheets. So eliminating those dryer sheets because those chemicals are very neurotoxic. Uh, scented candles, 
I have lots of white candles in my home. I love candlelight, but I will not put those artificial scented, you know, Febreze, stick-up, stick-ins, <laughs> Fabulosa kind of stuff. The cleaning products, um, very toxic, very toxic. So um, anything we can do to remove uh, the toxic cleaning products um, from your home, from breathing, from absorbing into your skin, and the same even applies, you know, it's a shame, but, you know, Roundup glyphosate has just, just uh, annihilated this country and everybody's health. But I would say drink a lot of water, make sure you've got, you know, a clean mouth, get your teeth cleaned <laughs> and um, clean up your products that you're putting on your body and cleaning products and get rid of the dryer sheets and scented candles. Those are really good <laughs> things to start with. I think that's that's really helpful for people just to, you know, have some practical ways to apply. Um, you mentioned bones. Let's kind of, let's go to bones and talk about that. Um, it becomes um, more worrisome as we age and it, it feels like people really do start being concerned about osteoporosis. So tell us about your experience with that um, and how we can better care for our bone health. Yeah. Well, there's a very frightening statistic that um, is out there with regards to uh, if you break a hip specifically, your mortality risk increases by 50%. So they say, and that's exactly what happened to my mother. She broke a hip Although she was on osteoporosis, you know, medications, which make your bones more brittle. And in fact, they say, did she really fall and break the hip or did her hip just snap and she fell? That, that tends to be what happens more often with women that are on, um, you know, Fosamax, Boniva, all those medications. Um, it's, it's just a shame. And I had a, a peer, a good friend. She's, you know, 65 my age, thin you would think fit and literally fell at her backyard and broke a hip two weeks ago. Um, probably too thin, but <laughs> um, the thing that keeps our bones strong is muscle or keeps our bones intact is muscle. And as we age, we lose muscle mass. And as women, we don't eat as much protein and we don't think about it. We've been going, you know, my age group, we, we went through the low fat, no fat thing. And we're terrified of having a calorie anywhere around our mouth. And um, the bones are a living, changing, remodeling organ. And they cells in there are either building new bone cells or tearing down and getting rid of old brain cells, uh, bone cells, sorry. Um, Osteoporosis, again, does it run in families? You might have a predisposition towards it. I do. I genetically tested myself. Um, but the, for instance, right now I'm at my desk. I know you've got a, a treadmill desk, walking desk, but I have on 10-pound ankle weights. <laughs> and I'm walking around my house getting my steps in with weights because weight-bearing exercise, not cardio. Cardio is for your heart and to keep you breathing. Weight-bearing exercise is what stimulates bone growth and bone health. So resistance bands, a couple of dumbbells, um, push-ups with your own weight. That's why yoga is so great for us at this age, because we're using our own body weight as the resistance. Um, so I would say, again, in this assessment, if you do an assessment with me uh, and go through my program, we're going to figure out 
where your nutritional deficiencies are. Leslie, I eat a lot of protein. Well, then your digestive markers are off. And oh, you're eating a lot of protein. You're not digesting your protein. We want a good combination of quality minerals. And, and people think it's just the calcium, but it's not. It's a whole um, array of calcium, magnesium, boron, zinc, um, and their little buddies, uh, D3 and K2. Two books that really rocked my world this year was one called Vitamin K2 and The Calcium Paradox. Uh, I will give you her name in the show notes because it's something French and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Vitamin K2 and The Calcium Paradox. And what they found were these studies that were going on in the early 2000s that while women were told, oh, you need 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium every day, that group of women increased their cardiovascular stroke risk. And it was like, wait a minute, if we're giving them calcium so they don't break a bone, but I have to tell her she's going to have a 50% increase of a stroke or a heart attack? Why is that? And it turns out that when you have all this circulating calcium and no way to really get it absorbed into the bone structure, it lays down in other places like your heart or your brain or your eyes. And what this book talks about is what we've ignored forever is vitamin K2 and the impact it has on anti-aging, uh, on wrinkles, on brain health and cardiovascular health. I mean, I've got this poor little book so earmarked and yellow marked and it's just so now my clients, my female clients, uh, we do this nutritional assessment. We make sure we've got a really, really solid multi-mineral combination with D3 and K2 and their fish oil. And I want it to be a calcium that's quality. I don't, you know, don't go to Walgreens and get calcium carbonate. That's just concrete. That's all you're putting in your body there. The second book that I just finished is Fracture Proof, Fracture Proof Your Bones, A Comprehensive Guide to Osteoporosis by John Neustadt, who's a naturopath, who kind of did the same thing in that somebody in his family fell and broke a hip and perished shortly after and passed away. And he said, you know, I understand now that your general physician, your general practitioner, and even many orthopedists, but the general practitioner has no idea what to do with us women over 50 in terms of bone health. They'll say, get a DEXA scan, which is just an X-ray reflection off of your, your minerals in there. But, they, but beyond that, they say, mm, if this is your score, just take some more calcium. Or if this is your score, uh, you need to go on some of these medications. And these medications come with all kinds of horrific, horrific side effects and are not appropriate for everyone. And it depends on whether you've already had a fracture or you haven't had a fracture. So um, those two books, I really recommend. I just think that um, weight-bearing exercise Increase your protein intake and make sure your digestion is great. Get your appropriate supplementation. Um, and that way you can preserve your beautiful bones so we can get up and down and chase those grandbabies. That's right. Oh, that, that's really good information. I've, I've heard of those books or heard the first one that you um, talked about, but I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't read it. It's been on my, on my list of things to get to, yeah. to get to, but now I'm, um, now I want to get to it sooner. It's really, um, really important. We've been um, having 
dealing with, um, you know, some aging parent issues and, you know, it's the decline is alarming. And I don't this, this, why this conversation is, it's just so important because there's so much you can do, um, to prevent, to prevent it, um, or to at least slow it down. It does not. Yes. Mediate it. Yeah. Yeah, Mediate it. Because once you, once you've broken a hip, or, you know, bad bone and you're, then you become hospitalized and there may be some surgery involved. And then there's, you know, anesthetics and then there's, you're sedentary. You can't move around. You're isolated. Depression sets in. It's a very, very slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It is. But like, that's why I love your message. It's just, it, there's so much we can do. We have so much power in our hands. That's what I always like to say. We have so much power in our hands. God gives us a lot of tools. Um, the body is very smart. And when we work with it and give it what it needs, it really, it can stay in, in this optimized um, state, you know, if we are working alongside it and doing these things. So this is yes, yes, yes. good conversation. Let's kind of turn to, um, let's turn to some beauty, some beauty, which I think includes how people, um, you know, their weight, honestly, because I think that's a big concern for women as they age, you know, is it inevitable that we're going to gain weight as we age? I think skin health, um, the way that our skin, you know, becomes dry and, um, the, the wrinkles, they're going to, the wrinkles are coming. We, we can't fight the wrinkles, but we can, um, we can help our skin age more gracefully for sure. I think the way uh, our libido, our, uh, the care of our lady garden, as I like to call it, um, um, all of these things I kind of lump under what I think of as, as beauty. And so speak to some of these things and how you address that with, um, with your clients and with your friends sure. and, and such and for sure. yourself. Yeah. And, you know, what happens is, of course, as we uh, enter into menopause, our ovaries start stop producing estrogen, passes the job over to the adrenals. The adrenals are like, not me, not going to do it. There's a third organ that produces estrogen, uh, and that's belly fat. Um, And so that's why we find ourselves maybe going, listen, I'm still eating the same, and I'm exercising harder, and what what is going on here? The brain still calls for estrogen. Estrogen is still very brain protective, breast protective, and bone protective. So I guess that would be my... And and women say, okay, I'm eating fewer and fewer calories and fewer and fewer calories. Why am I, you know, gaining weight? You really, really, really want to add protein. You need to be eating protein. Go go clean carbs, as you know, with your program Feast to Fast. We you know metabolically flexible. We teach the body which carbs are good, which carbs are kind of eh, and which carbs are definitely off the list. But I think if women started really identifying. Um, their protein intake, their quality protein intake, it would go a long way to when you have great muscle tone, you look younger and feel better. And if you're drinking great water and you've got great uh, fish consumption, quality fish, fish oils, you've got great skin uh, appearance. Your skin glows because your skin is turning over all the time. Um, The other thing that gets me crazy is, um, you know, the grocery store or drugstore or wherever, and they have all these creams, collagen cream, collagen. You can't 
your skin can't absorb collagen that way. It has to make it on its own. You know, you can't just slather it on your skin. So my first big uh, movement with all my female clients is to, of course, they're on my lemon liver flush, lemon liver water in the morning to which they're adding uh, a collagen. If they don't put it in, if there's a liquid collagen or there's a powdered collagen from further food to put in your coffee, in your smoothies, in your muffins. Um, there's also a, a liquid um, supplement for skin and bones that I, I throw in there. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. I actually buy it on Amazon. But um, yeah, so our weight is directly tied to um, where we are in what age and stage and what we've done in terms of being gone, low fat, no fat. We need to turn that around and do not be afraid of quality grass-fed butter or olive oil, um, great fish, and know that the skin has to come from within. And, and same thing with the bones. We think of bones as being, you know, skeleton being calcium, but in fact, there's a collagen fretwork that we lay down on top of the, the minerals lay down on top of the collagen fretwork to give us good bones. And then the other thing that I have just really sort of gotten crazy about is this uh, idea that a lot of women say, oh, I've got cellulite. My mother had cellulite. I'm going to have cellulite. Cellulite is actually stagnant lymph being stored in your fat cells. It's got to go somewhere. So if you're not getting rid of and moving your lymph through jumping, rebounding, jogging, running, moving, um, it, it's going to sit there and build up. And um, of course, you've got your little shaker and I've got my power plate. But keeping our lymph moving and lots of water, we then re release and eliminate all those toxins that give you the dimply butt, <laughs> so, to put it to put it mildly. But my next biggest, most fun thing is I've gotten into that whole idea of gua sha, G-U-A-S-H-A, and kind of an Asian massage technique using quartz stones. And you can Google gua sha and, and run down that rabbit hole with YouTube. Um, I use a really clean body oil when I come out of the shower or bath. And I have been doing the gua sha on my thighs. And my wow. husband even said, wow, let's see. Look at good. <laughs> I know, I know. I use it along my jawline and down my neck to help drain lymph there. I've been using it on a, kind of my underarms, you know, where the bat wings are. <laughs> okay, so this is like a, a lymph stimulating tool? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. It's a little jade or pink quartz stone and they come in different shapes and designs and the idea is that you are just you know how we dry brush of course that's another great technique yes. to, for moving lymph and getting rid of dead skin this is kind of the same idea you're going in the direction towards the heart you lay the stone down at a 45 degree angle not 90 and you have to have some oil in place to help it glide and i just I actually recorded myself doing that Saturday night. I don't know if I'm brave enough to put it out there yet, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. I'm telling you, it's fun. So, um, and then the other thing that I say too about, uh, we were talking about lady garden health. Um, again, darn it. Women say, Oh, I haven't had a period in 10 years and I haven't had a pap smear and I don't go in and see my gyno anymore. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
someone needs to put eyes on your cha-cha once a year to make sure you're staying strong because then we get into leaky bladder and I, you know, pee when I sneeze and all that business. So um, I guess I'm segueing into the hormone conversation. Yes, I believe in bioidentical hormone treatment. Yes, I think it's vital for us to stay sexy, strong, and beautiful. Um, I do have a vaginal estrogen supplement uh, <laughs> suppository <laughs> um, that I have been using. My gynecologist put me on it <coughs> 10 years ago, probably twice a week. I use a vaginal estrogen suppository. And then twice a week, I have found this little, it's called inner intimates. It's an oil product that comes in individual um, suppository sort of tool and it helps support the vaginal walls. So we don't want the walls thickening. That could be a problem, but we don't want them thinning and tearing because then that ruins intimacy and leaves us reluctant to, to want to be intimate with our, with our uh, spouses. Um, so I have found that maintaining estrogen and it's a very, very, very low dose estrogen suppository does not get into the bloodstream. This is strictly for vaginal wall health. And um, this inner intimates oil supplement that a uh, suppository that I use to also keeps the lady garden um, healthy and happy. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with a pH. So uh, we have to tell women, you know, d don't be doing any of that crazy cleansing that strips the pH of, of the vagina. Um, I've had a lot of clients with UTIs and the bacterial levels for the UTI sometimes comes from the vagina. So that's kind of tied together. What did I tell y'all? Leslie delivers on the juicy information. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh my gosh. There's, there's so many good things there. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to put them all in the show notes. Where do you get your, your gua, what is it? Your guava? What is it? Tool. T-U-A-S-H-A. I have it here. I, I did forgot we weren't going to actually do video today, but, um, yeah, G-U-A-S-H-A, you can put that in Instagram. There are a lot of pretty young gals that are um, what considered gua sha experts. And uh, you can go on Amazon. I bought my set on Amazon. Uh, don't have an, an allegiance to any particular um, product line. And, um, and then on YouTube, there's tons and tons of YouTube <laughs> clips telling you how to, how to gua sha your body. Washa. So we're gonna, and then of course a really a really clean body oil, and I love the Beauty Counter uh, Citrus Rosemary body oil. Yeah, I love that too. So we're gonna roll our dimple, our cellulite dimples away. We're gonna mm -hmm. make our Lady Garden juicy. We're going to yeah. get our skin glowing. I love this. <laughs> this is fantastic. And you mentioned the your liver. Um, your liver flesh drink earlier. That is the drink. And we will, we will link to it because that, I think that one of the very first podcasts we did, we talked about this because when I stayed with you, you served this, this to me in the morning. I'm like, I got up and you have such a great um, guest room. And I just felt like such a princess. And then I got up and you served <laughs> me this, this little liver flesh drink. And I was just like, can I move in with you? This is, <laughs> this is so fun. Um, and I used your, your red light and closets. It's just so, so fun. 
to come to your house, but um, we'll link to the liver, the liver flush drink. Um, that's a really good one. This is so. All of this is about. We like we like to use the term habit stacking. Yes, yes, yes. So someone is kind of going, "Wow, she just talked about a lot of stuff." You know, take one or two things that we talked about today and start incorporating them. You know, or, or make a list of fifty things, but start with one or two. I'm going to drink more water in the morning before my feet even hit the kitchen. Right? I'm going to have water at my bedside. I get to the kitchen and I'll get my lemon liver flush. Then maybe I'll consider my coffee or my tea. Um, I'm going to add my collagen to my lemon liver flush or something or my, you know, whatever we've got. I'm going to, um, you know, sit down with the, with the Lord and my journal and pray and, and, and get in the word. And then I'm going to stretch and breathe and have an attitude of gratitude and then um, lay out my supplements for the day or, you know, choose to walk the dogs and then get on the power plate and shake, shake, shake. So. I don't do it all every day, um, and my desk is covered in supplements that I am trying out and experimenting with, and running traps for my clients. So, um, and I've got, like I said, I've got my ankle weights on, and I'm and I'm walking. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good, easy thing that somebody can do. You know, is just to strap this on. So, yes, I appreciate the the reminder to not be overwhelmed by all the things that we've talked about because we, we we talk about a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of options and I think you can, whatever um, piques your interest the most from the conversation, start there, you know, whatever feels like, Oh, I really want to try that. Then do that, you know, and, um, and then work on the other ones as you go. But yes, the habit stacking is very, very good. Um, Oh, this is so fantastic. Um, Okay. Well, before we go, I want to ask you the anchor questions. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. So what is your most recent anchor meal what you eating these days a lot well you know um although we're going into fall or this will be or it's winter but pretty much july august september one night a week for sure was um someone's ringing my doorbell (laughs) (laughs) oh it's the ups man okay uh a sea bass or cod we love white, light, fluffy, oily fish. And I've been buying the sea bass um, at Costco, actually, because I can get more of it cheaper there, or the fresh cod at my markets. It it cooks very quickly. Uh, we actually put it, um, I saute up everything that I have left over in the refrigerator. <laughs> Tomatoes and peppers and onions and capers, maybe some olives, a little white wine, get that all kind of sauteed up. And then I put the fish in the pan and the fish literally three to five minutes on each side. And then we'll have uh, maybe a bed of um, cream spinach on the side, but, but the white fish, the oily white fish has really been our go-to. I'll tell you the way we do the sea bass is I marinate it in olive oil and salt um, and cilantro (laughs) all day long. And then 30 minutes before you're going to cook the fish, we put in a quarter cup of fresh orange juice. And the orange juice kind of like, you know, when you're making a ceviche and you use citrus to kind of cook the fish, mm-hmm. 30 minutes of orange juice firms up the outside of the sea bass so that when you go to put it in the pan, it is just yummy. Yummy. <laughs> and our other 
anchor, anchor, anchor every once a week, and it's usually Monday nights, and I have one for tonight, is an artichoke. We love to do an artichoke in the Instant Pot, get some dip, and uh, sit there and talk about our day while we pull the leaves through our teeth. And, you know, artichoke is a prebiotic, so it's feeding all my good gut bacteria. Do you dip it in butter? Mm, butter, lemon, garlic, uh, Caesar dressing. Scotty likes um, blue cheese. <laughs> so we each have our thing. How do you cook your artichoke? It seems so um, um, intimidating to me. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, well, of course, in the old days, you'd put it in a pot of boiling water and hope you don't forget it because it would take 45 minutes to an hour. Always buy organic because you are eating the artichoke leaf. Um, but mine goes into the Instapot. You know, you've got your little uh, grill at the bottom of the Instapot. You fill about an inch and a half of water. I cut the stem off the artichoke, plop it in the middle. And I've figured out now that depending on the size of the artichoke, I can, if it's real small, it'd be got 19 minutes on manual. If it's a really big beast, I've gone as long as 26 minutes um, on the Instapot on manual, a high setting. And it just, it's lovely. Oh, okay. Do you have an Instapot? Yeah, yeah, girl, of course I do. Yeah. Okay, that sounds doable. That's a pretty long time in the Instant Pot for a, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, that thing needs some cooking. I usually just start it around 3 or 4 o'clock, and so it's just done. You know, I know it's done, and then he, hubby comes home from work, and we want to, you know, see talk about the day, or we might sit down and watch a little bit of the news and just have our artichoke as sort of our starter. That's so sweet. I love that. Mm -hmm. Talk over your day over an artichoke. I think that's so lovely. How nice. Okay, how about <laughs> um, how about an anchor verse? You know, there's this, the song. Um, everyone has sung it, and I want to say that the last time I heard it, it was probably the Gettys. Um, it's Second Corinthians five seven specifically, but I'm going to start at verse six. So then being always filled with good courage and confident hope and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord for we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. This it's this walk by faith, not by sight. You know, we live in a very tumultuous, crazy world right now. And um, I just feel very, very called to just say, Lord, I just trust you. I'm leaning in on you with everything I have. I don't, you know, there are things I can see. I can't see you, but the things I see around me, I don't want to take it into my brain. I want to just lean in on his promises and, you know, good courage and confident hope. Yes. Uh, living in a manner consistent with confidence. And that's kind of my, you know, Living with uh, aging with beauty, confidence, and strength. That's why I came up with this limitless vitality uh, experience protocol for women to, to join me and go through that with me is that I want us to have that confidence. You know, I want us to be as women as strong, healthy, sexy, fun, and vibrant until Jesus calls me home. Amen. I think that's a fantastic, <laughs> a fantastic um, goal. I love that. Okay. So, Tell us, okay, more about the Limitless Vitality Experience. So that is, it's a 10-week protocol or a 10-week program that you're doing. Um, and when does that start yes. and how can people find it? Yeah, I think the best way is redeemingwellness.com. 
and sign up for my newsletter because I will be sending out uh, announcements for the program. That's yeah, www.redeeminwellness.com. You can get my supplement guide uh, at agelessbeauty.life. And that will also put you on the list for the program. I wanted to, you know, Chelsea, and, and you know this, but, you know, I work with so many women and I can only see so many women in a day and in a week. And when we're 50 and up, the first thing I do is I'm running that blood panel and then I'm doing a nutritional assessment and then I'm doing a supplement review. And then we're talking about, and it's pretty much the same thing. And I thought, wow, if I could reach 50 women in a week, <laughs> you know, go through this whole program with me. And so, yes, it'll start the first week of January. Um, I'll send out whoever signs up, gets a requisition to go get their blood drawn and get the work done. They will get an online nutritional assessment. And then in our first, probably the first session will be just to kind of get everybody jazzed up and ready and what we're going to need moving forward. So right around week two to three, I'm going to have everybody, um, pull out their, their blood work, their panel. And, you know, I can't do one-on-one -on -one individual that way, but I can say, okay, here are the markers that you need to be aware of for inflammation. Flag yours if it's above or below this number. Here are the markers that we need to look at for blood sugar control. Flag yours if it's above or below. And that way we can go, okay, if that's what's going on, then here's some of the food decisions you need to make, exercise decisions, uh, supplementation decisions you need to make. But we're going to go through all of my skin tips and tricks. We're going to go through all the bone session, hydration session, um, lifestyle exercise, and um, and there'll be a food guide. You'll get uh, a discount at my dispensary for, through full script. Every week there'll be a new module released, and there will be a video tutorial and a Q&A with me. That sounds fantastic. Very comprehensive. That's awesome. I hope so. Yeah. Everybody I say, everybody I mention this to, for this age woman, a health savvy, mature woman who wants to age well. And all I get is like, oh, Leslie, no one's doing that. No one's offering that. <laughs> Go for it. So there I am. That's my calling. Well, thank goodness you are. Um, <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great mission um, to to get women, like you said, just, you know, not, um, not believing that they or believing that they don't have to, um, be a victim to this aging process in a way that, you know, is, uh, just detracts from their vitality. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. And so just really gaining these markers, knowing and knowing what to do can just change that course. So I think that's fantastic. Um, everybody Thank go, you check out Leslie's stuff. We'll put all, we'll put all this in the show notes too. Again, this, that's where everybody can always find all the links and such that we're looking for. Um, and that we're talking about here. So we will have that available. Is there anything else that you want to say, um, or share before we go or what about, and, um, where can people find you in social? Is it redeeming wellness? Yeah. Instagram is redeeming dot wellness. That's the best place there. Facebook is again, Leslie Bumpus redeeming wellness. I have a private face group called the whole healthy woman and anyone is free to really uh, uh, join that where I post recipes, pictures of food, um, exercise, skin tips. Uh, I've been going live every Thursday morning at nine 30 for an ask me anything. And we've had some really great conversations around 
osteoporosis, dementia, skin health, um, breast health, of course, we were also breast awareness, breast health awareness. I didn't want to call it breast cancer awareness. Um, had a long, long conversation about that. So Facebook, uh, the whole healthy woman, Leslie Bumpus, redeeming dot wellness for Instagram. And yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see anybody that wants to pop in and visit. Okay. We're going to be looking for the video with you rolling your thighs with the, <laughs> I'm not going to say it right, gua sha tool or whatever it's called. <laughs> I want to see that. Gua sha my thighs. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking forward to seeing that, how that works. Awesome. Well, thank you, my sweet friend, for being here and sharing all this great information. I really love having you on. Oh, you're so very welcome. Love being with you, Chelsea. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.